Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. <laughs> books suck. Except for one kind of book. Celebrity memoirs. I'm Lily Murata. And I'm Stephen Phillips Horst. And this is, is Celebrity, celebrity book, book Club. The podcast where we read celebrity memoirs so, so you don't, don't have to. to. Celebrity memoirs aren't like normal books. They're fun. The kind you read with a martini in one hand. And a Virginia Slim in the other. We're talking drugs, sex, salacious Hollywood gossip. Dark histories of sexual abuse. Each week, we give you the down and dirty. From the bestsellers to the bargain bin diaries. From big names to forgotten dames. Anthony Bourdain. Demi Moore. Andre Agassi. Pete Buttigieg. Terry Hatcher. Barbara Corcoran. Former Governor Bill Weld. So, down a few glasses of your fave pet nap. Then, crank up the Sonos. Turn the page on a brand new podcast, Celebrity Book Club. Listen now on iHeartRadio, Apple, or any platform that allows dynamic ad insertion. Podcast starts now. Hello, everyone in the world. You're listening to Global Podcast Radio Lab. <laughs> <laughs> Hootie who, glamour girls. Hootie who, glamour girls all over the globe. George, you pointed out right before we started recording that um, we actually had an ad. We're going to have an ad in this episode. Mm hmm. I haven't decided if the ad's going to play before the intro or in the middle of the podcast. Maybe we'll take that one ad and play it six separate times during the episode. <laughs> I definitely think it should go at the beginning. I think if you're hearing yeah. my words now, you should have already heard the ad. That's what I think. I think ad should go in the beginning. Ad starts now, then podcast starts now. Do you think it's like the fans are going to be annoyed right. that, and that's the question. that we're now sellouts and yeah. that we're promoting other people's podcasts? Yeah. and 
um, that we're different and we're doing things we said we would never do. I am imagining just the idea of one of our diehard Glamour Girl fans pressing play on an episode that says, oh, you know, topic, which we don't know yet, with Kiko Soiree. They press it. They say, oh, time for... Literally, finally, I've been truly, I've been wanting to jump out my window all week. Finally, I can do the one thing I enjoy, the one thing in this entire world that brings me happiness. Listen to my favorite podcast, Radio Lab. They press play. Suddenly, it's not our voice they hear. It's the voice of whoever's ad we just played. Yeah, we don't know. We, we Obviously, there is a third-party private equity firm deal, you know, <laughs> handling the ads, so we have no idea who it is. We really hope it's not someone we disagree with politi- politically. Um you know, I I really really hope that it's um, that it's kind of an ethical company. Yeah, I hope it's the U.S. military. I hope. Yeah, well, the U.S. military is trying to rebrand, um, <laughs> and honey, I'm here for it. <laughs> oh, honey, I love a rebrand. No matter what, give me a new photo shoot, honey. What's the new <laughs> aesthetic for the military? <laughs> That's a huge thing uh, with you is you love a rebrand no matter what it is. <laughs> I just love to see people evolve, change, grow, listen, and learn. It's nice to see people playing with their identities. Um, So anyway, I mean, if you're still with us, thank you. Uh, If not, then honestly, eat my dust. I don't care. And I'm so happy that we're now successful in business. (laughs) Bye, haters. Bye, Um, sweetie. (laughs) See y'all at the Pentagon. (laughs) Um, So anyway, George, like, how's your week or whatever? Right. Because well, we said we were going to, like, talk about our weeks, actually. Yeah. We're, yeah. Um, my week is good. My <laughs> sister is <laughs> my sister is visiting. Uh, it has been very, very nice, except for, like, the one minute per day where I just, like, become my mother in a very, very frightening way and say mm. exact sentences I have heard my mother say to my younger sister. Mm. Like, what? What's eerie. your snap? Like, just now I was like, you are so deeply selfish. <laughs> You said that? Yeah. Because your sister was on a Zoom? No. No, not just oh. now, like when you guys were listening. Oh, okay. Just early. Well, I wasn't sure because you spoke in Greek to her and I was yeah. like, maybe he did that because he was telling her she was really selfish and didn't want no, us to hear no, him No, no, be I was monster. being very kind. I was being very kind now. I have realized that my sister has what I have um, realized is a microdosing lifestyle, which is that there are various tasks that need to be done during the day. She never fully finishes any of them but she keeps microdosing so for instance (laughs) for instance when it comes to dishes i will like you know my sink will kind of fill up with dishes during the day and then when i'm ready i will like do them all at the same time that's kind of Mm -hmm. you know that has always been my strategy with my sister dishes are always there and she will just take kind of dish breaks where she will go wash like two forks and a spoon put them away and be like well all right i'll come back to this in like 90 minutes (laughs) same with coffee she will literally buy a a coffee and then just nurse it for four days i'm not joking that is like genuine queen shit when someone (laughs) sips a coffee for an extended period of time that is a sign of power it's a sign of control you 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 have the coffee, but you don't need the coffee. Like, I think there's something so beautiful. No, about it is that. very having the coffee and not needing the coffee. Like the first time <laughs> I made her a cup of coffee, she was like, "Can I have some coffee?" I made her, I made it for her, and then like an hour and a half passed, and I it kept sitting untouched on the table, and I was like, "Oh, are you? Did you not want coffee?" She's like, "No, I do. I'm just like gonna get to it." But fully ninety <laughs> minutes had passed, and she was like, "Yeah, I just like it when it's like 
kind of just is there and I can return to it whenever I want during the day. Then she bought an iced coffee from a, a local business. Um, the next day I woke up, saw it in the fridge, literally just that same iced coffee with a note that said, don't throw out. <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, literally. <laughs> um, I coffee as an accessory is extremely glamorous. Mm-hmm. To just to buy it and not even want to drink it. I I will have days where because I'm in just in a bad mood, I'll buy a coffee to like feel that feeling. And of course, I will drink it. I'm not as controlled and um, right. and graceful as your sister, but. Yeah. Um, but it is like I could easily make coffee at home, but to buy it and to have it, ugh, wealth. I mean, it's just, sorry, just to mention another example, and not to keep calling her out. I agree no, with please. you that it's wealth. I don't think the habits I'm describing are necessarily <laughs> wealth habits, but <laughs> I know I'm trying to paint your sister into <laughs> yeah, <laughs> positive no, I get light. it. I get it. But the other thing she did was she bought a bagel with locks, and then the next day found the second half in her bag and ate it. That's like mm. fish. Yeah, that's gross. Actually, that's not wealth. That's, that's not wealth. unhealthy. Yeah, that that's self destructive. It's actually that's like... crazy. And and I I it really has um. It's really just a crazy. And she's the same way with sleep. Where like she literally, I always thought maybe she. So okay, because we always see each other when we're at home. I always assume she's jet lagged when she doesn't sleep mm-hmm. well. And I'm realizing slowly that, in fact, she has never had a consistent sleeping schedule. She microdoses <laughs> sleep as well. So it's like, sometimes I'll be like, oh, God, like your sleep schedule is so ruined. You're going to bed at 6 a.m. But then the next day she'll go to bed normally. And then the next day after that, she'll like take a nap at 1 p.m. And it's just, it's it's just, it's basically like she is on her own circular schedule where like sometimes there's coffee, sometimes there's naps, sometimes there's lox bagel, sometimes, you know, whatever. <laughs> It's truly actually that. really, uh, it, it is the definition of what they say, what they call thriving on chaos. Because she's a highly productive yeah. and intelligent and like, um, what's the, you know, uh, she she's, I would say, a girl boss that gets shit done. <laughs> okay, he went there. And yet, it's through this, through this lifestyle. I think... Th- you know, not to be bound to time is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I I feel like... Well, also, how old is she? 25... Yeah, as soon as she hits 25, oh, she's going to be on that 9 to 5 schedule. <laughs> she's going to be going to bed at midnight, waking up at 8. I swear. It's a young person's thing. No, but that's the thing. <laughs> because she's doing a PhD... She literally won't have to be in. She won't have to be on a nine to five schedule until she's like twenty eight years old. Huh. Yeah. So she's, huh. Well, God bless her. Guess I stump you so- there. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's no way for me to make your sister seem like she's doing something right. You're trying so hard to make her seem normal, and I'm like, no. <laughs> How was your week? Oh, horrific! I was yeah. in one of the worst moods of my life, and I could not get out of it. And um, to a point where I was like, yeah, like not to be, I don't know. It was sort of like, I need to figure this out. I need to Mm -hmm. like not allow myself to spiral in such a dark way. Um, Because I think, uh, you know, things are hashtag returning to normal. Yeah. Um, And with that comes like all these annoyances that like 
you know, in the pandemic, at least there was like, we're all in this together. Yeah. Like, let's get through this. And we're all like taking time for ourselves. And now it's like, everyone's like selfish little claws are coming out and it's like i'm gonna get to the venue first and i'm gonna get the shows and i'm gonna and it's like oh god I everyone's can't. like bloodthirsty yeah, in a way that's like can what? we just be respectful we are not in this together anymore <laughs> no 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 every man and woman and etc for themselves i and i i feel no kinship with anyone around me <laughs> and yeah it really sucks to to just because I want to be like, I'm in my own lane. I'm in my own lane. Mm-hmm. I'm doing things that are fun and people like me. But it's like in that like two day period, I truly am like, actually, uh, everyone hates me. And of course, like my little successes mean nothing in the grander scheme. And like, mm-hmm. and it's just like, stop, stop, stop. I, I was know. going crazy. And even like my, t- <laughs> I was trying to like tweet, tweet through the pain and like <laughs> be like, just if you can like think of a funny tweet, you'll be fine. And then, um, and then people on Twitter were driving me crazy because I tweeted this thing about Mariah Carey and people were like retweeting it. I tweeted like the fact that I was vaccinated before Mariah Carey shows you everything that was wrong with this vaccine rollout. Clearly a joke. I obviously don't think that celebrities should get the vaccine before normal people. Right. And people were like, um, actually that means it did work. And like people sharing it, like quote unquote dunking on me. And it was like, truly, how do you exist in the world and think? This is a sincere opinion I have. Yeah, I I must admit, I it's time for me to come clean that I actually scrolled through the quote tweets of that just to make myself feel bad. <laughs> it it was it was so dark. Oh my god, coffee from a jar. Yeah, yeah. 2011 is back. Um. <laughs> <laughs> We've graduated from 2010. Um, it was so dark, and it really was like, it made like twitter feel awful it made like you saw like you know the quote tweet you see yourself in other people's time through other people's eyes yeah yeah and you're like oh i'm just like a random guy that exactly yeah is like in their minds now republican or something and it was like (laughs) yeah it was just crazy to be like taken see yourself taken out of context in that way my favorite is when people are like bad take it's like, is your take that you shouldn't have gotten vaccinated before Mariah Carey? Also, <laughs> was- sorry, not to call you out about not be like, <laughs> but when people are like, actually, that's the one thing that did go well. It's good that like people that were um, vulnerable got vaccinated before Mariah Carey. And it's like, well, you weren't actually vulnerable. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> There was no, everyone responding to it was wrong. Like, one, I'm not that vulnerable. Two, like, people. <laughs> Yeah, it was just, it was so, so bad. It was bad. It, ugh, it, yeah, and so it's, but then Thursday it was sunny, so suddenly I'm back in a good mood, and whatever. Yeah, that was, I, I will say this weekend's going to be gloomy, which I hate. <laughs> and that makes me feel sad as well. Oh, and I want to say one last thing. Yeah. I watched, I don't know why, oh, well, okay, this will be my shout out, but I watched two episodes of The Circle last night. I've never seen, but I've seen people tweet about it. It is, like, the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. I actually, like, I understand that we can all get into this zone where we're like, okay, like, this is crazy, this is postmodern, this is like, I whatever. But it's like, just look at yourselves. People are watching hours of this. These are the stupidest people that have ever been on television. 
like and everyone's just like okay with that rather than going out and marching on the streets Ugh. everyone I mean, involved in that show should be given the death penalty and I, I agree and good. you know what I say I say thank you for giving me permission mm. to hate a show that I've never seen good. because now that you've given me this opinion I am gonna run with it and it is my opinion as well you know whose opinion I would love to hear oh who's that uh I don't know our guests Oh, wait, that's crazy. I forgot we were going to have one because yeah. we've been just sort of chit-chatting. And, you know, they've been fiddling with their mic this whole time. And right. Maybe it's time to... Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, my, oh God. my she's God. doing She's doing blowjob motion with her mic. Like, that that's not so funny. Blowjobs are actually not funny. People do those. Yeah, so people don't give blowjobs. Like, don't, don't appropriate... <laughs> like, don't make fun of that culture. Okay. I have it on guest... good. I have it. I have it. Someone told me our guest has never given a blowjob. And with that, let's bring them to the damn stage. Please welcome to your Australia Lab Brains, Kiko Soiree. Hey, boys. Uh, hey, girlie. There she goes. I'm already, I'm mad at Kiko. <laughs> I've decided. Okay. First of all, I have to ask just for my own sanity. Is the sound Okay. <laughs> Oh my god, you are so obsessed with sound, it's insane. Like, I just want to know if like the bars that I'm seeing as green are registering in your ears as audible. I'm definitely mm-hmm. hearing you. Yeah, it's least. an audible original up in here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm officially on the pod, ready to roll. Well, Kiko, I would also like to say, I think the listeners deserve um, some backstory on um, what our little half hour together has been so far, where you... <laughs> Um, show up furious at us because you know there was some link confusion, and 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 then you say, "Oh, do I need? Do, I don't. Uh, should I have a mic? I don't have a mic." And then and then you walk into a room and you have a full recording studio. Okay, okay. <laughs> I think I'm gonna stop you there before mm. before you say something that you're gonna regret. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first I'm gonna just just so we're clear. The first thing I got was a calendar invite with with a bunch of scribble scrabble. I mean, just like letters, oh, weird. you know, backslashes, numbers, numbers. Okay. Yeah. And at the very bottom in the most audible type, sorry, audible. readable. Yeah. Okay. Rekay. On the most audible Rekay. type. <laughs> Who's Rekay? Rekay. Okay. Rekay. Do you say Rekay instead of okay? Okay. <laughs> okay. Huh. Is that Portuguese? So, at the bottom of the invite was, you have been invited to a Google Meet. So in my head, I said, okay, so these boys have their own system. I log into the Google Meet. I wait five minutes for the host to let me in. At that point, I text George. I say, hey, Google Meet or something else? And George said, Zoom. And so I went up, and in the scribble scrabble was a broken URL. I had to manually copy and paste into a, a URL. I just want to say the scribble scrabble for the record is literally the automated email Zoom sends when you schedule a meeting. <laughs> um, I don't think so. It wasn't for mm, me. Weird. It wasn't for me. It was for, for me. It was like looking at the matrix on oh. uh, on a Mac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. Uh huh. So then we get I get on right. Okay. So, you know because I'm in a domestic partnership. I'm in the living room. He's in the office slash workout room because he's mm. going to work out later. Oh, wow. 
You're so, in a relationship with a man who works out. Congrats, yeah. Kiko. <laughs> Thank you. It I, it took um, all my self worth. Yeah. <laughs> so as it should, it was worth it. <laughs> and so I opened up my computer. We were fiddling around with the sound, and then I was like, "Okay, hold on. You guys both have these giant." I would say, like, very penetrative microphones Mm -hmm. in front of you. Girthy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can get one of those. Let me go grab it. And, you know, here I am now with my um, WA Junior condensed microphone and my Scarlet Solo USB input. Right. Well, from our perspective, what happened was you were on your couch, kind of on your laptop. You're like, oh, should I put my laptop on my lap? Should I put it on the desk? Like, should I just use my my headphone, you know, my earbud mic, whatever? Um, and then we were like, well, oh, you know, it doesn't sound great. Blah, blah, blah. And then you were like, OK, OK, I guess what about this? And then you go into a room that is a full recording studio, <laughs> a full recording studio. The walls are padded. You have giant mixers all around you. I mean, there's like professional pop stars coming in and out. <laughs> Katy Perry is there. She's recording the remix to Harley's in Hawaii that your male boyfriend is producing. And this is how you know I'm first and foremost involved in the art of drag. That's right. Mm-hmm. It was a reveal. Oh, <laughs> it was a reveal. It was a reveal. Wow, you thought I, was, I hadn't thought of it that way. You thought I was just wearing like a denim jacket. I wasn't. I, I love that. when I wear a denim jacket and take it off and I say, are you gagging for that reveal? <laughs> I have a full T-shirt on under this. <laughs> yeah. A graphic tee, the house down. <laughs> Boots, honey. Wait, that's wow. going to actually, I think that should be our new, the new trend over the summer is wearing a normal jacket and then taking it off and being like, why are you gagging though? <laughs> yeah, you, you kind of take it off and you turn, you whip your head around and you go, bitch. <laughs> Very in right. It's very in right now. Yeah, yeah. That's very in Being right at now. the beach, taking off your shirt, and you're wearing, let's say, a, you know, Uniqlo bathing suit, turning heads left and right. Yeah. <laughs> when you walk out of the beach, hmm. do you, like, I make it a point to always give, like, a runway. Just yeah. for, my, like, for myself, first and foremost, and then for everyone else at the beach. To me, it's, a lot of people picture um, Bo Derek in terms of walking out of the water, I picture Halle Berry in uh, Die Another Day. Yeah, it's very good. Um, Can I tell you guys something embarrassing? Yeah. One time I was at Reese and it was like the very end of the day and it was like the end of the season and I was trying to make the most of it. And I literally was running, like, you know, drunk running towards the water and I fully fell flat on my face. (laughs) And like, like sand everywhere. And I like look around to be like, did anyone see? And was kind of like, no, no one saw. I'm fine. I'm perfectly fine. Yeah, Isn't it crazy to not be seen? It's actually crazy because I was like, that was the most, that could have ruined my entire life. Mm -hmm. But it didn't. Were you hurt physically? No. uh, I mean, no. I was too... um, uh, psychologically too, damaged <laughs> yeah, yeah i had too much adrenaline you know because i was like if no one saw that then it's like uh then i'm good then i'm good then i'm good just get in the water get in the water well you were yeah. so your psychological trauma trumped your physical trauma you were actually mm-hmm. so embarrassed that you healed immediately <laughs> <laughs> which i do think happens there was one time i kind of got i I was in a bike accident and I was like, just was like mostly annoyed that people were looking at me. And so I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And I like ran to my apartment. (laughs) And then I was like, oh wait, I have to go get stitches now. Well, there's nothing more embarrassing than like having an accident 
and then being embarrassed and wanting to focus on being embarrassed and suddenly you're also bleeding. Like I'm I'm trying to tend to my spiritual wounds and now I have to be bleeding. <laughs> it's such a giveaway and it's so unfair. Sometimes like I remember when I was younger, if, if I ever like slipped or fell, like the the real like I knew I was damaged because the first thought I would have, I would look around and say, see, I needed help. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, and like ex- almost expecting someone to just come and like hurl themselves at me to help me. And I was like, okay, you should sort of unpack some things. Do you have See, Munchausen? Munchausen. <laughs> What's that again? Isn't Munchausen? Munchausen is the thing where you think you have, you think you're constantly suffering from ailments. And then Munchausen by proxy is the thing that was, you know, that movie, um, Oh, God, why am I going down this road? It's like the mom that... <laughs> Munchausen by proxy is like the mom that made up ailments her daughter had. And then, mm, like, she mm-hmm. kept having to go through, like, various, like, medical procedures and stuff that she actually didn't need. And then the daughter killed the mom. Oh, that's how that ended? You know this. Am I crazy? This was, like, a big story. And then they made it into a series with Patricia Arquette, and she won an Emmy. Oh, my God. I, I... Stuff I'm, just happens, you know. Wait, like, I'm this is crazy. Complete. I'm actually. I know Kiko, your thing is being gaslit because you suffer from Munchausen, <laughs> yeah. but actually, I think I'm being gaslit right now. No, I believe you. I'm just like I, none of these things ring a bell. None of these things ring a bell to me, and this is a good time for me to say that I am the most unqualified podcast guest in the planet Earth. But I don't this know isn't... a single actor's name but this isn't a pop culture podcast oh (laughs) this is an emotional trauma podcast oh this is a podcast about podcasting okay um, then actually let me let me rewind i think i fit in perfectly yeah 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 no (laughs) because no george does this all the time and and no no and I, i think it's beautiful i love that we have different um you know spectrums of knowledge and like when you it's just tough when like kiko i'm so glad you're here because normally it's like Look, I can say it because I am one. It's some gay guy, right? And, you know, they're sort of like, oh, like, I loved her in that, you know, HBO miniseries that came out in 2014. And it's like, I don't know this HBO miniseries. And they're like, well, you've seen her on Broadway, of course. And I'm like, actually, no. And they're like, well, you've, you've at least listened to her single. And I'm like, no, I don't no. know it. And, no, and they're yeah. just gab, 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 gab. And I sit here just complete silence. And this is about Patti Lapone. Matt, Sam has <laughs> never heard of her. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, and I, and I'm definitely have at least seen a picture of her. <laughs> Wait, should we do our first segment? I mean, we can, but I just want to say, George is still googling, by the way. <laughs> I just want to say, literally typing an essay while we have this conversation. <laughs> I, it, you're actually literally gaslighting me because, okay, you have that face that you're looking up something. Yes. Okay. Do the names Gypsy Rose Blanchard and Dee Dee Blanchard not mean anything to you? Yes, Did somebody they play do. Gypsy Rose on like Snatch Game. Wait, this is Grey Gardens. No, <laughs> I knew that's what Sam was referring to. No, it's not Grey Gardens. <laughs> Wait, are you sure? Yes, no, Grey Gardens is well, no, a big eating. Are you sure? I think no, this Grey is Grey Gardens. Garden. Oh my god! Two women were both unwell. Have unwell a really, women. they have a parasitic relationship no. to one another. No, they live in a house of filth. Look, it sounds like Grey Gardens. I'm sorry. No, Grey Gardens is is like an Grey Gardens is like a middle-aged woman and then an older woman, whereas the act is like literally a mom and her daughter who's like a child that she um Oh, no, you're talking about Gilmore Girls. 
Because oh, it's like a mom yeah, and well, a daughter, so, and they talk really fast. So and Gilmore I've Girls seen is... every episode of Gilmore Girls. Like that's Gilmore a piece Girls. of culture I do know. Like back and forward, I do know Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls was ahead of its time in that it actually told the exact story of Gypsy Rose Blanchard. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they really they... sanitized that she ended up going to Yale instead of murdering her mom. <laughs> uh, Gilmore Girls was so Republican, if you think about it. I know. I don't even think you have to think about it. <laughs> yeah. To but me, I it's like, it. if you no, look at I, it, it I mean, is Republican. And then if you think about it, people are like, it's actually really feminist. Right. Hand in my <laughs> hand in the air, I loved Gilmore Girls. Like, I, my sister and I would race home and watch it and eat, like, a box of macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just... When you look back, you're like, well, this is a very, like, specific show. (laughs) (laughs) Specific in the sense that it is Republican. Yeah. Um, Okay, now that George has gotten that off his chest. (laughs) I actually would love it if everyone tweeted at us and verbally (laughs) abused Sam for not knowing who Gypsy Rose Blanchard is. It's look, I oh my good, this is bullying. This yeah. is bullying, and this is so freaking unacceptable. I just want to say, Munchaz and my proxy is such a rich thing to talk about. We could have made jokes about how we, how I have it, how you have it, how I think you're sick, and I make you have d- take little podcast pills. But no, you don't. <laughs> you are nipping it in the bud. Anyway, please go. Okay, on. Okay, wait. No. Here's yeah. okay, here's a here's a okay. Here's my riff on Munchaz and my proxy. Um, yeah, Gilmore Girls had Munchausen by proxy, munching on junk food and watching uh, movies. They loved to do that. And also, if anyone... George, did had- that crush? Kiko, did that crush? <laughs> uh, not only did it crush, I have more and more to say now. Please, Kiko, please keep riffing. So what I was going to say, not really a joke so much as like, no one could actually eat that much food, but it really, um, you know... Um, if it, it, it added fuel to this whole like characteristic of like the cool skinny girl who loves to eat so much food mm-hmm. and like oh I just ate seven hot dogs I'm so cool yeah that era was obsessed with that I mean that was remember America's Next Top Model when they would be like they would always show them eating and like to be like yeah they eat all the time and they're models and it was like you're only showing them eat it's, it's like <laughs> no you don't this is fake wait in Gilmore Girls is it a thing that they keep eating well, it's, like it's one of their character like traits. Out. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Because they I love think... sugar cereals. They whenever they have movies, there's like oh. always like seven different candies in a bowl, like oh, pizzas. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. All yeah. I know about Gilmore Girls is that she's constantly reading. It'll be like every single scene, she's reading a book that's like Virginia Woolf B sides. Rory's biggest cross to bear is, oh no, I'm not smart. I, I, there's a possibility I could be perceived as not smart. Oh yeah. Well, who can't relate? Yeah. Okay, well, let's. I'm not tearing apart Gilmore Girls on this podcast. No, I nor do I want to. I think you're I both celebrating like, Gilmore Girls. I like the show. <laughs> I know that I like much too. is clear. <laughs> 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 okay, we literally have to do our first segment. I fine, we can. Okay. <laughs> is there segment music transition? Uh, um, there, there will is. be in post. <laughs> yeah. I I love that. Yeah, yeah, we added yeah. it ourselves. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Pretty punk rock to add a little um, soundtrack underneath. All right, we're back to our second segment. Something like that. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, not not mm-hmm. actually. Exactly that's like much, that. 
Yeah, that's exactly pretty much it. We're actually going to play that under this segment the whole time. We're going to play that under the entire episode, actually, looped on a loop. <laughs> Kiko, our first segment is called Straight Shooters, and in it we ask you a series of rapid-fire questions to gauge your familiarity and experience within the rich tapestry of straight culture. Um, basically, it's an A or B question, and you just pick one. And you can't ask us any follow-up questions, or we'll get furious at you. Got it? I'm ready. Okay, George, do you want to kick us off? Sure. Kiko. Um, American apparel or Russian interference? <laughs> e. Okay, Kiko. Yang Gang or Bang Bang by Ariana Grande, Nicki Minaj, and Jesse J. A? Hmm. Wait, wait. Um, so Yang Yang. I am not sure. Am I? What? What is my aim here? Am I supposed to pick what I like? Yeah, right. that so that's the thing. A the like a big, <laughs> a big rule is that you can't ask follow-up questions. You have to oh. just gravitate towards whichever one makes is more resonant. Okay. 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 Actually, um, continue. And now I. And now I know how to play. Okay. Okay. Kiko. Yeah. A haunted mansion or a rent-stabilized one-bedroom apartment? Well, a haunted mansion. Hey. Okay, Kiko. Rest in peace or getting a drink at pieces? B, pieces. <laughs> um, I hope this email finds you well, or did you hear she drowned in a well? B, she drowned in a well. Sam is actually freaking out. George, I swear to God, our brains have become one. I literally, my next one is, I hope this email finds you well, or I'll see you in hell. Oh, okay. Wait, how about then <laughs> the two options now are I hope this email finds you well or did you hear she drowned in a well or I hope this email finds you well or I'll see you in hell. I'm going to go with A. She, so she drowned in a well. She drowned in a well. Interesting. Wow. There's a lot hmm. there's a lot more um it's more visceral. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. Sorry, like, but also, I worked really hard on that, and like I think we should just be celebrating that we both had the same brain for once, and you know you're, you're pitting think, us against each other, and I think absolutely, but also kill yourself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, in that case, um, Froyo, Bogo, or stealing Austin Powers Mojo, Bogo. <laughs> having a wife, having a husband, or having diarrhea. See. Correct. Correct. Um, George, we rated our uh, last guest. Should I'm we... like so distracted. My sister just jumped in the show. Like I can't have two. I can't have more than one thing happening at once. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's tough that you're in like the main space. I think. I know, but but then. That's the only. I, I mean, we can't go into this right now. But that's like the only way it can work. But it is driving me insane. I would say that her entrance and exit kind of humanized you. Really? Okay. I would agree with that. And for the listeners, they couldn't see it. Uh, George's sister walked through the back of the screen. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, pretty quickly um, without dawdling. And, but George was immediately, he whipped his head around. <laughs> I was... And, and he was furious. He pulled one earbud out and he, he was ready to snap. I was so destabilized immediately. I can't, I, I, I really do think I'm hanging on by a thread in a way I haven't in a while. Hmm. What do you, why? I just, I think it's what you're saying with everything reopening too. I, like, it's just, it's too much. I think I like, I'm only now realizing how much um, kind of doing all of this for 
over a year has affected me psychologically and like it will take a lot for me to be normal again yeah yeah yeah, please don't even bring up being normal. Normalcy no, is <laughs> that is a yeah. trap that we cannot get stuck in again. Um, Kiko, Kiko, how are you feeling yeah, about Kiko, things? Kiko, how are you feeling and how are you feeling this podcast is going? Um, I feel like this podcast is going swimmingly. Good. You know, I said a prayer before the podcast started. And I said, oh. I said, please let something I say be of value to someone who might listen to the podcast. Mm. Oh wow! I, the podcaster's prayer. Yeah. Do you guys remember at at yeah. the pit how they had the yeah. the the clown's prayer on the wall, and it was like always really embarrassing. Oh no! Oh, it was so sad. Also, it, was, it, it was in that. It, it was in chalkboard font. <laughs> the font's actually called chalkboard. You know, chalkboard font is actually the worst font. Well, papyrus is up there too. Yeah, but papyrus almost is now like papyrus and Comic Sans are now Coming certified meta funny. Kind of yeah. like the way 90s trends are coming back. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Wait, Kiko, can you repeat the podcaster's prayer? Maybe we can all say it together. I said, <laughs> and I said this because, you know, I had stuffed half, a whole sandwich, like a whole hero mm. in my body. Uh-huh. And yeah. I, I was a little sleepy, but I was like, okay, wake up. You're mm-hmm. about to do a podcast. Sure. And I, and I haven't podcasted in a long time, only because I truly oh. have been hibernating all year. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't done sure. very little. So I said, okay. We're going to this. We haven't done this in a while. And I said, repeat after me. Dear God. Dear God. As I'm about to record this podcast. As, as I'm, I'm about, about to record, to record, this, record podcast, this podcast. Use me. Use me. Use me. As a channel. As a channel. As a channel. And let something I say. And, and let, let something, something I say. I say be of some value be be of of some some value value to some person (laughs) to to some some person person who may listen to this podcast who who may may listen listen to to this this podcast podcast. have two people ever been more out of sync than us trying to repeat back (laughs) kiko's podcaster's prayer i kept trying to like be like okay what is the rhythm here (laughs) i i was kind of having fun with us being in different places no i knew you and then i when i realized that i was like okay then i can have fun with it but then i kept instinctively trying to match you and it was a losing battle You know, I do that with singing. I'm really bad at singing. And when I try to like sing with someone and it's like, you do that part and I'll do the high part. And it's like, I always just try to, I'm like, I'll just, I, I just want to do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, but Kiko, you understand you're in a recording studio. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Kiko, uh, I, I have to say, I really, it warms my heart that you went into our podcast specifically thinking um the experience would be positive for anyone involved and and that was honestly just my prayer <laughs> yeah <laughs> who knows who knows if the prayer will be answered I, I am constantly torn when we do our podcast i'm constantly torn between my desire to please our listeners who are literally the most important people in my life as well as our desire to like make the podcast as weird and like stupid as possible because that is what they like. But then it's like when you try to do that, then you're making it actively bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, um, Sam dissociated. (laughs) It's very Russian dolls, like doll and a doll. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Well, and I would also, I think we, this is, I can't tell if this is extremely boring, but I feel like we have two sections of listeners. Some that really like the chaos. And this was kind of your, the two genders tweet, but yes. some really like the chaos and like thrive on it. And some like just want to hear our opinions on like the new Demi Lovato video. Mm-hmm. Slaps. And, just kidding. <laughs> and so oh. it's, it's tough. It's a tough balance because someone's going to leave unhappy. Right. And so we have to sort of decide who we have to keep going back and forth between those two poles. Right. And like and for me, I guess all I can say is that like I I guess I don't really have an interest in talking about Demi Lovato's new song. But if something is important to me during a podcast to say, I know it is important to say and then I'll say it Mm -hmm. like the prayer. I thought that was very beautiful. I think a lot of people. I think the podcaster's prayer is going to be huge from now (laughs) on. I actually see it catching on and um and yep. I see us really like pioneering kind of a more spiritual podcasting practice. Yeah. 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 Um, here's now that we've gotten the prayer out of the way, I think it's maybe time to get into this top secret topic. Oh, you're talking to me? Um, <laughs> yeah. <bitch>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She snapped. Okay. Iconic. She snapped. Go, look this how worried you look, girl. Look how worried you look. <laughs> <laughs> okay wow i love that uh, i was upset wow Alyssa you're channeling again. the spirit of Alyssa. I, I i was really into Alyssa, but um now i have heard that she's kind of just a little mean mm-hmm. but also well, what you know she's a queen but so do you think whatever. she's mean or she's like insane <laughs> i think that there is a spectrum of delusional mm-hmm. and um it goes like um entertaining entertaining Exciting, exciting, like, um, worship, and then just, like, uh, eek. Yeah. And I think she's somewhere in between worship and eek. Right. Wait, I actually think the topic of how to be ethically delusional is so rich. Yeah. It's such a challenge because we love people who are psychopaths, and we love to see them be psychopaths, and we love to prop them up, and then... And then they are psychopaths, and we're like, why are you still doing that? Like, I know. You're in a place of power now. It's really difficult. I always say I really wish people would, there, that there could be, like, famous eccentrics again. And then when I say that, it's, like, it's a slippery slope to defending someone who literally, like, you know, threw someone out of a plane. <laughs> like, it's just, like, it's so tough. Because then I'll be like, just let her, you know, about someone that, let's say, is, um, you know, People don't like, I'll be like, just let her be eccentric. And then people are like, um, okay, well, she literally is an active terrorist. <laughs> well, and this is sort of, you know, this is the, the like, one example I can think of is like Chet Hanks. Is yeah. people like lift him up because they're like, you're a psychopath. Right. This is like funny that you speak in patois and like, right. <laughs> like have white boy summer. And then it's like, but he's, don't. Stop. Stop doing this. I just like, like this is bad. I never. I'm sorry. And no offense to many people I know who have made jokes about Chet Hanks or whatever. That to me was always like, oh, God, are we really doing this? I know. It's so boring to me. Like to talk about Chet Hanks. Is, it's like it's not interesting. Kiko, do you know um, who this is? Chet Hanks. Yeah. He Chet Hanks was in the car and he texted like, I'm having a white boy summer. Right. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. He yeah. actually videotaped himself saying that it wasn't just a text. <laughs> OK. OK. I, I saw it. I saw it. And I just scrolled on by. Kiko, are you planning on having a white boy summer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. Actually, uh, something pretty, I'd maybe uh, a white boy adjacent I've started doing is uh, drinking a lot of milk stouts. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, that's like, so huge, actually. Yeah, yeah. Like, like milk stouts, they're like kind of coffee, you know, full bodied, mm-hmm. but they're actually some of the lowest calorie drinks. <gasps> really? Whoa. Yes. Yes, yes. Okay, yes. and no one is talking no about No one this. has this, ever said that out loud. <laughs> this is a Stradio Lab exclusive. We mm. have Dr. Kiko Soiree here. Yeah, milk stout. So like Guinness, you know, the most famous milk stout is very low calorie. Whoa. Wait, how? It has think, milk in the name. I think it's just something about, you know, um, the drink itself. <laughs> well, the thing is, milk is probably still better than beer. I don't think there's actually milk in, in <laughs> no, it. No, I know, but... <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, but if I'm ordering a milk stout and there's not milk, there in better it, be dairy in it. There better yeah. be. Some I better get farty get... afterwards because I'm slightly lactose intolerant. Yeah. It's kind of like having like because sometimes you know the other beers you have you know two you're like oh that was a lot of sugar or like it felt like a lot of I don't know and then I have two milk stouts and I feel great. Okay, milk stout is the drink of the summer. I thought it was going to be lambrusco, but it might be milk stout. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, I'm so sorry to backtrack, and I hate to, like, force this conversation on us, but I still kind of want us to decide how, what are the rules for being ethically delusional? Yeah. I think okay. that that's important, too. Well, Ethical l- delusion. Hmm. Let, let me just speak from my POV Please. first. So yes. I'm going to quote, I'm going to um, paraphrase quote Trixie Mattel. Mm-hmm. In Trixie's documentary, Trixie says this quote that's like, people go to see a drag queen for their own self-delusion like that is what's entertaining because when someone gets into the drag if you don't believe that you are like the most beautiful thing to like exist then you should not be performing even if you look busted do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so like that's the kind of like i think of delusion that is really exciting to watch and that you know it doesn't matter how polished you look you can that is like a God-given gift, you know, because someone can look like 10 cents right. and be just giving an arena life. I guess the question then is like, how do you stop that from becoming Donald Trump? Yeah. <laughs> well, mm, it's such a tough game. Right. I, uh, but I can tell like, I even, even within our small community, right. when some people start to get delusional, it's like, I agree that it's like fun and I'm like, yes, but I'm also like, but don't book them. Like you're giving them like power in a way that's like, you're, you're legitimizing their delusion mm-hmm. and it's going to be bad. Cause then more people, cause it's, <laughs> you don't want the velvet underground of delusional where it's like, yeah, only a thousand people saw them, but then it birthed like 10,000 more delusional people. And then eventually just government doesn't work anymore. Right. I guess if your delusion extends to like, if your ripple effect ends up causing more harm, then maybe you should re- we should rethink honoring them. I think also it should have a time limit. You should be able to be delusional for like a year and then you have to take like four years off and like work in finance or oh, something. Oh, interesting. Yeah, or kind of, do, do we all remember Rebecca Black? Yeah, of course. So, you know, Friday was maybe a, you know, a pinnacle example of a delusional hit, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People loved it, but we were all celebrating it in a way of like this. I can't believe this was made. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think now Rebecca should make music. And, you know, if she wants to make music, make music in a real way. Well, she came uh, back she... and announced that she was queer. 
First oh. of all, you should always, if you're going to be ethically delusional, you should come out as queer yeah. about I a decade later. <laughs> she, she also, her thing now is like, people are like, oh, she's actually cool. Like she's like, yeah. she's queer and she has like good taste now. Oh, because okay. she was like, what, 14 when that was made? Yes. Yeah. 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 So, okay. I'm like getting farther and farther away from the answer. I'm like, so you have to have the right. I mean, I guess it comes down to intentions. Yeah. Mm. It's like if your intention is to create a better world for everyone and you're delusional and you think the way to do that is through, I don't know, uh, you know, making, you know, giving everyone free lollipops, then at least your intentions are good. Right. Yeah. I think it also it's it's so but then nuanced. what if everyone gets cavities? Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> do you remember? I mean, we all know, you know, Tiger King. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was a self, uh, you know, delusional, unethical person. delusion. But there was something in like his heart mm-hmm. that we felt yeah. a little ounce of compassion for, just a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. You know, even though we're like, okay, this is like unethical, what you're right. doing. You know. I. But that's one of the things. Where, that's one of the ones where I'm like, no, that's bad. Like, I think we shouldn't even have that empathy. Like, I think that's like, <laughs> like. I feel very like complicit in something evil watching and even giving him empathy. Well, it's, it goes to show, I guess like it was it his fault that his delusion caused so much pain or was it like the systems he was a part of that like encouraged it in a very specific way? I don't know. I do want to generally, I'm sorry. This is like Tiger King from, yeah, no Saint Tiger King is all I'm sorry, but like, Netflix, and I'm open to signing an overall deal with them. But otherwise, <laughs> I think as a company, they've, it's like it, they're really bringing culture down. Yeah, I would have to agree. But we actually have to get into the topic. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Kiko, what is our surprise topic? So um, can, you, can you pitch me the question? Well, Kiko, what is our surprise topic? Straight topic. Okay, so that, that that's how the question was going to be pitched. There's no question. It's just every we don't, episode. Like, ask a- <laughs> every episode focuses on a straight topic. Okay, no, I was just kind of saying like it would have been really cool if you pitched me a, a question. Right. So Kiko, like, what is today's topic? <laughs> so that's like the way that you're going to do it. Yeah, Kiko, I think is that so. Wrong? I think so. I think we're going to stick with that. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Okay. So can we just try it again so it sounds a totally. little bit more? What, you know what? How would you like me to ask the question? Um, Do you want to drop it in the chat and we can sort of read your words? I just kind of wanted, like, um, I, I kind of got excited about the possibility of, like, a, it's like a segment, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, guess what, listeners? We got something really exciting coming up, and it's Kiko's Corner. Hey. And uh, she's got a topic that we have no idea about, and I've got a pretty good feeling about it. Kiko, off to you. Hey everyone, I'm so excited to be here. I do have a topic I wanted to talk about. Um, my topic is fear. Fear. Fear? Fear. Huh. Fear. 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 Interesting. So your straight topic is fear. Fear. My straight topic is fear. And, Fascinating. And I think that it's, at first, when it hits you, it's going to feel kind of like you're being hit by a big wave. Right. Because you're not really sure what to make of it. Uh-huh. But Ironically, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think that we just go, we, we, we follow the questions. You know, we follow the questions. Okay. But what led you, what context of fear? I think a lot of straight culture is fear. 
is fear based and fear and fear perpetuated and mm-hmm. fear motivated. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think in the most reductive uh, way to put it, the, only the opposite way of fear. We know how. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of fear is love, and love is to me essentially queer. And so I would even queer. say. Yeah. Love is gay. Love is huh. gay. Oh, so you're saying not the rest of the LGBT acronym is <laughs> just gay. I, I, I think that, like, well, gay in the way of, like, Uh-oh. the word gay. Like stupid. Yeah, like, like bad. It's <laughs> stupid and bad, but, but it's also, not like. Not gay as in stupid. Not gay as in, not gay as in, what is the thing? You guys are going to, I'm going to get hate mail. Not gay as in uh, happy, queer as in stupid. <laughs> I think love is I think love is um is gay. It's like gay as in stupid, but also gay as in gayety, and also mm. gay as in queer. Just kind of like it is all encompassing. Compl- well, I I'm so on board. Mm-hmm. I want to go. I definitely think there's a lot of fear based um, straightness in the world mm-hmm. that that clicks with me. Um, I would argue though that the opposite of fear is bravery, not necessarily love. Ooh, I I think I disagree. I disagree. Really? I disagree. Yeah, I'm gonna disagree, and I oh. might actually even cite um, cite some research. Oh wow! Please hit me oh. with it. George well, is gonna love this. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so you know, bravery. Do you kind of mean like being courageous in our lives? Yeah. So courage is um, people often think like uh, being vulnerable is the opposite of being courage, courageous. But as we all know, Brene Brown would say, in order to be courageous in our lives, the research shows after, what, 40,000 data points that you actually have to be vulnerable with your life. Vulnerability precipitates being courageous because when you're vulnerable, you're open to emotional risk, uncertainty, and fear. Okay. So, I'm sorry, <laughs> vulnerability is the, how did, how do we get to vulnerability? You have because to be vulnerable in your life in order to be courageous. Okay. And when you are vulnerable in your life, you actually um, invite feelings such as such joy. Such as fear. Joy, um, you're open to experiencing fear and failure. Got it. So, you're oh. saying cur- so being courageous opposite. can't be the opposite of, of fear. C- courage can't be the opposite of fear because when... Because the same thing invites both. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. It's also, it's, it's like, because the opposite of, I mean, what is fear, right? Okay, so let's just take it from the top. Take it from the top. Please. Five, six, seven, eight. Please. Roll the tape. <laughs> yeah, let's start the podcast. Let's ask <laughs> ourselves, what is fear? What is one thing we're fearful of? Let's just take a case study example. Uh, I'm afraid of fish. Okay, we're afraid of fish, okay? Mm-hmm. George, what's something you're afraid of? And it uh, can be as deep or shallow as you'd like. Failure. Okay. So people, I mean, thinkers would ultimately say this is you're afraid of death, ultimately. We're afraid of fish. Why are we afraid of the fish? Because they might harm us, and that reminds us of our own death. Failure, you know, that's a great one. That was one of my examples that hit my head when I was thinking about straight culture because Mm -hmm. when we are afraid of fear and of failure we're afraid that no matter how hard we perform it won't measure up to some pre-existing standard right and that pre-existing standard was designed by heteronormative patriarchal culture straight culture because we put so much emphasis on male um, and masculinity and male people as success objects and women as you know 
superficial just uh accessories and uh beautiful objects Mm -hmm. we can criticize them from their bodies since they're like you know zero years old i'm okay i'm actually i'm like sam how do you i i i'm i need to talk through this so so i'm gonna do that okay try try you're saying that the framework of straight society is fear-based because everyone is trying to fit in um box like fit everyone in. is basically acting out of fear that they will misstep yes and fear like keeps everyone in line yes yes and this is exactly this is what Brene Brown says okay fit uh people there are two things people want think they want well, there's one thing people will do, and there's actually the thing that actually makes you happier. Uh-huh. The first thing is fitting in. Okay. Any, anyone, if they try hard enough, can fit in. But fitting in is um, just social acclimation, right? It's a skill that you can learn. But people mistake fitting in for belonging. Because fitting in means we'll only accept you if you're different. And belonging means we'll accept you no matter who you are. Wait, fitting in is we'll only accept you if you're the same. No, fitting no, fitting in means we'll only accept you if you change who you are. Oh, if you are different mm-hmm. than what you yes. If so if you're the same as us are. is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. We're asking you to um, to not reveal yourself. Right. Right. And that's straight culture. So fitting in is straight culture, belonging is queer culture. Yes. And then you might be like, well, don't aren't a lot of like, aren't there straight people who just feel comfortable in their own skin? And I would say, well, then they're actually not participating in straight culture. Interesting. And similarly, aren't there gay people that all want to be exactly the same? And I would say that's a vestige of having built your whole life trying to escape the pressure of straight culture. Right. Well, it is shocking when people um, (laughs) escape straight culture only to... Perpetuate again. Emasculate masculine parts yeah. of it um, uh, on an island. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, have, I have literally no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> um, I do. I do. Yeah. Just kidding. Just kidding. Chelsea yeah. gays. Yes. Wall Street gays. Wall Street. Sure. Well, but also D- DC I mean, gays. I'll say this because we're. It's like okay, and then it's like oh, does that mean that all the cool Brooklyn gays are not guilty of this, or do they just do it, but they all are wearing like little chains? Well, and, and that's the difference between fitting in and, and truly creating a sense of community and belonging. Mm-hmm. We all mm. want to belong, but sometimes in our desire to belong, we will um, sell ourselves short and just fit in. Because it's a sh- quick fix. Right. And it means you don't have to actually um, have any emotional risk in your life. And in your framework, fitting in is fear-based, belonging is love-based. Yeah. Wow. Sam? I'm my mind is blown right I think I you know I don't know what I was expecting and this is truly a surprise for it to be um such a genuine uh take and I think there's a lot of truth to it I'm trying to think about like trying to parse it out and think like uh, like there are things like what how to like (laughs) where do like trends fit in like you're always a, a product of time and context no matter what and like if you're like partaking in in that does that is that fear-based is that not belonging i'm i'm uh maybe making it more complicated but i'm i'm trying to no <laughs> it's i, I just think it's funny that, that you're it's like okay but what if what about trends 
I well, think that, I'm, but I'm I think that that's so that's so important, Sam. I'm actually so glad that you brought up trends and kind of like fashion. Is that what you're talking about too? Yeah. yeah. I think that that's important. That is crucial for us to discuss <laughs> because 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 that because it's like what about trends? Trends are really fun, right? Mm-hmm. But you have to in you have to ask yourself. Sorry, Mike. Sorry, I hit it really hard, listeners. Wow. I hope that it doesn't come up. Thank you, you for apologizing yourself. to your mic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really comes down to this. Are you trying to fit in mm-hmm. or are you uh, just having fun? You know, and sure. just, I mean, fashion, will, I mean, it's, this is complicated, Sam, because fashion tries to sell you the message of authenticity to, to move their products, right? Mm-hmm. You know, wear this lipstick and you're just expressing yourself. Look, there are actually 90 shades of lipstick to express yourself. Or this same compact powder that was made in the same factory somehow is special because mm-hmm. it's in this packaging, right? So branding will try to um, exploit authenticity because they know people are seeking it. Mm-hmm. And the industry, because we were so deeply conflated about about how to navigate that, we don't we have really lost touch with um, what it means to express ourselves authentically. Yeah, I haven't expressed yeah. myself authentically in years. <laughs> yeah, years. <laughs> uh, me too. Like truly, I would say. Now, I mean this um, sincerely. This past year, when I really just like shut down so much of the outside world, yeah. was so refreshing. Because truly now I am re-emerging. Right. Maybe Sam, this will like give you the green light. I'm re-emerging with middle fingers in the air blazing. I do not mm. care. I don't care about what anyone thinks. I don't care if um, I feel pressure to go to something. Right. I don't care if I feel pressure to put on a show. I don't care what the industry thinks of me. I don't care if I'm doing enough or too little because I have survived a year doing absolutely whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And, like, never felt better about it. And I'm saying all this kind of, like, dramatically. Like, sure, there might be some times where I'm like, oh, I, go- I wonder what they think of me. But, like, eventually it's like, okay, well, whatever. Yeah. I just, I think it's interesting because it's so funny. Sam and I were having this conversation right before we got on mic where I was like, literally the solution to everything we're saying is to leave, is to just not interact with people unless you absolutely want to. Like, not just, like, jump into this, like, shit river of social media every day where like literally what everyone does is like shit in it and then drink out of it and that's just like every single minute of every day but (laughs) i I like social media (laughs) (laughs) but um but the thing is and this is like i feel like this is almost an elephant in the room in your in your theory is basically what i'm trying to say is like where does money fit into all of this because here's my here's my thing is like I think as I'm getting older, I do care less about what people think of me, and I do care less about where I fit in in a specific little sub-community, what, what, um, what various random acquaintances think of me, whatever. But I actually, as I get older, care more about money because it, you like— want money, honey. It's not—it's not—yes, and I want, ultimately, stability. It's not—it's like, yeah. I, I care about that so much more than— being cool or or um uh i don't know being on trend or or whatever else like and i actually think if anything that's even more fear-based but then there's like it sucks because there's actual legitimacy to it like it is true that if i align myself somehow with capital then i will have a more stable and 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 calm life at least in the short term yeah 
Well, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to give you, I could talk about this topic you just talked about for a two hour straight uninterrupted mm-hmm. no water. <laughs> Please. <laughs> two hours straight. No un- water. <laughs> two, two hours straight uninterrupted no water. Okay, I tried to, I really was pushing for that previous song. We'll put your little riff from before under that and it'll yeah, sound yeah, perfect. Yeah. Um, so I know there were a guest on your podcast before, David Odyssey, and um, David and I, talk about this a lot as you know david and i have a lot of overlapping interests astrology numerology spirituality the world is heading the world is changing Mm -hmm. and the way that we think about money has to change and maybe the way you're thinking about it now is like you're reckoning with how you want to think about it yeah because uh, the the way that you see like i will only make money if i align myself with capital that is just one framework mm-hmm. that's one framework but that's not the only it's not the only framework because you even said it yourself you don't really want money you want stability you want security uh, or maybe you just want things right you want like a, a, ch- a beautiful chair or like mm-hmm. you know something to decorate your apartment with or uh, you food enough food to not have to worry about it or whatever we want we want these bigger underlying things but money is ultimately just like an energy energy to get it and the way we accumulate wealth is what I, I think going to be different in the in the future. And this is now truly me. No no financial degree. <laughs> Drag queen in New York City telling everyone here on this podcast about how to make money. Kiko, should I invest in Dogecoin? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's in the news, isn't it? <laughs> wow, I did not think that's where that was going. You're like, it's actually really going to change. Invest in Dodge Dogecoin. <laughs> no, I think it's no. But like, t- tell us how how it's how money is going to change. Uh, there are people. I mean, uh, I have. I think about this a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I was. Uh, do you remember there was this documentary called Happy, and it was about like it was they were doing um, happiness studies. So. Mm-hmm. They're taking research from several different longitudinal studies about happiness, about people all over the world, some people who made nothing and like were living basically in poverty and some people who are like so rich, but then just like sad, like fundamentally depressed and sad, right? Still searching for meaning in their lives. They, the research goes to say that if you make over like, I think 75,000 a year, your happiness doesn't increase. And, you know, in the pie chart, um, 50% 50% of your happiness is genetic, right? Like there is a genetic set point for like depression and, th- and things like that, or um, it's in your genes. Then there is um, uh, 15 to 20% that is external factors. Oh, sorry. 20% is external factors, mm-hmm. right? Like um, money, st- uh, status, uh, whatever. You know, you get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, money status power right right the third one is internally defined which is community uh uh personal growth uh community and relationships and a sense of belonging right so like 40 percent of your own happiness is self-determined which is okay but kiko (laughs) (laughs) okay 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 i know i just gave a a crazy ted i gave a really crazy rough draft of a ted talk just now that was pretty i I want no one to follow that to a t and you should everyone should fact check me but how is money going to change i think 
if you keep selling yourself in a certain way, you can go ahead do that. You probably will make a lot of money, but mm-hmm. you're going to be unhappy. Right. So just don't do it. So don't make money. Smart. Don't do it. We'll make a tasteful amount. Well, no. Just would kill for a tasteful amount of money. <laughs> George, you're seeing it as a binary, right? Right. Like, I, I do my own thing. I don't make money. Or I do what I don't want, and I do make money, right? So, so you're saying, like, why not just, when you change your mindset from instead of what can I sell to make money, say, right. what can I do to serve? And I know that sounds really cheesy. I'm kind of paraphrasing Marianne Williamson. I don't want to make a political, because before she was running for president, she was just, like, super hippy-dippy and giving speeches. Right. Um, change it to a service mentality, because then you're, you change the subconscious thinking of, I do not have something and I need to gain something from, I have enough to give away. And the universe says you will only get what you believe yourself to have. And now I have transformed into a person on a soapbox in Union Square. Wow. This is not at all where I expected this podcast to go. And I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm I'm loving it too. I'm all in. I'm like, I feel a sense of urgency for Kiko to give me every answer I want so that my life will be like materially different by the time we hang up this call. And I do feel the time running out. Yeah. We, we actually do have our next guest coming on very, very soon. Are you kidding me? Well, well, regardless of that, I just want, maybe we can just cut this for listeners. I want, you know, everyone don't just take what I say, like verbatim, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Do your own research. I'm just encouraging you to really think for yourself and mm-hmm. assess your frameworks for your own self-worth. I do want to, yeah. I want to go back to fear a little bit to close out at least. Like, Yeah. So what advice would you give to people that are trying to not live in fear? Be grateful. Mm-hmm. And, and I, God, I'm sorry. I, I hate myself and I love myself for saying that. But it's that's just dialectic. true. It's true. It's a, you, I, I, I'm a, at the end of the day, I am a comedian in some ways and I have to laugh about it. But the more you just are grateful because you can be grateful for something. If you are here with a mind and, yeah. you know, you can be like, I'm, I'm breathing right now. If also watch the finale of Midnight Gospel. That is a <laughs> that is a whole sermon right there. Kiko. You you can skip the beginning episodes. You can skip. Kiko, that. I didn't realize you were such a. I, I guess I had no idea. I didn't realize. I, I was about to say you were such a spiritual queen. I actually did know that, but I didn't realize you were such a kind of Marion Williamson, Renee Brown. Yeah, I um, I'm a I'm a sub, I'm a white suburban mother. Right. Who wants to stay home and research laundry tips? That's yeah. I'm also. It's so funny talking to you about all this stuff because you are 100 percent correct. Like, like we all should be like <laughs> grateful for what we have, and it would like yeah. fix a lot. But it like George and I specifically are like ex- like especially we have been on this podcast extremely cynical, mm, making yeah. fun of these exact words, and um, it's funny to be like oh maybe that's why we're in constant bad moods oh no like (laughs) but you know my famous theory or not theory but belief that being an optimist is pessimistic and being a pessimist is optimistic i feel like this is uh, this is related where it's like i do think a lot of what kiko is talking about can be said in a cynical way to try to sell books for instance and that is actually like bad but the Mm -hmm. way kiko is saying it which is in a way that creates 
you know, creates space for us to explore our experiences and is expansive and, you know, the podcaster's prayer. She is literally <laughs> giving something to someone who might need it. That is good. I think all this, I think self-help is, I genuinely love self-help. I also equally genuinely think it's hilarious. And yeah, this is sure, and this is sure. why I'm so drawn to it because like, I have bought in so many books that I've read 10 pages of and been like, well, that I'm never picking it up again. And then there have been other things I keep watching and watching. And I was like, this is so funny. I really am someone who picks up, a, makes myself tea, <laughs> hold, holds, holds the cup, pick, looks at the tea bag, reads a quote. And I say, they're, they're talking to me right now. <laughs> I was like, they're, oh, they're a lovely little message. They're talking to me. They're talking to me, Kiko, right now. And I think like being able to hold those two things makes it not seem like, oh my gosh, I'm now bearing my soul and, and I'm like to the universe and mm-hmm. I'm like Pocahontas in the wind icon, right? Well, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But Undoubtedly. it's also like- <laughs> no, no, one's here. Here. <laughs> no one's arguing there. No one's arguing there, babe. But like, you know, the, you can be vulnerable and then you can also like laugh at yourself along the way and I think that's what I like about comedy and I yeah. think like and I, and that's why I think I've increasingly become disinterested in comedy that is just um, mean yeah and you don't have to be cheesy but, but it's, it's like, not just the mean thing I think it's the coming from a position of well it is the lack of vulnerability it's like yeah it's yeah. like basically being like I'm ironclad and my job is to poke holes in other things rather than the comedy coming from within right not everyone needs to be like Hannah Gatsby and Annette, you know? Like No, that is... in fact, fewer people should. <laughs> you know, and, and in fact, I think people are now fearful, fearful to try and be like that because that mm-hmm. was so incredible in its own way. But like, get up on mic and at least tell us who you are, like actually, you know? Yeah. Ugh, this is what my boyfriend's always telling me. Is it true? <laughs> is that you true, really... Yeah, I mean, I'm better at it now. I think I'm I'm more on, or you know, I was more honest right before pandemic, and like saying my actual beliefs on things. But when I first started, there was a cool like three year period where I was like, no, I like to not give them anything about me, and I think it's like fun and interesting. But you know, we're always growing and evolving, and there's something to it, but it's it's flawed. I think mm-hmm. it's limiting. Yeah. Um. Wait, I do think we should do our final segment. Yeah, and I want to say, um, Kiko, this has been wonderful in general. I've, I, I'm sorry to rush to the final segment. Not I, at I all. I this spend... makes me wish we had a Patreon so we could uh, do a Patreon-only episode for our most loyal listeners, where you told <laughs> okay. them what to do with their lives. I think that, th- <laughs> and that would you would make money from that, right? And see that. And I would do that because I'm trying to serve people, not because I'm trying to align with capital. And I would do that for the money. Right, 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 right. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kiko, our final segment is called Shoutouts, and we do a shout-out sort of in the style of 2001 TRL, you're shouting out to your squad back home, but about something that you're enjoying, something, it can be literally anything at all. Um, and I actually have one, so I can start, George. We kind of talked about it when we hung out recently, okay. And um, so I'm gonna do it. What's up, listeners? I just want to give a huge shout out to my girl Demi Lovato. I used to hate you, and I used to make fun of you all the time. And I've recently realized I'm the dumb bitch. You're a god and a genius, and your songs are incredible. Demi Lovato, I you're 
seems like you're kind of always going through a tough time and I want you to get it together because girl we need you strong I forgive you I love you and I'm sorry I am sorry that I was mean to you for years um woo wow woo I love the I'm sorry I am sorry instead of sorry not sorry <laughs> yeah I kind of played with that that's really interesting woo um George you sure I'll go um What's up, freaks and losers? It's your boy, George. And I want to give a quick shout out to, that's right, Alison Roman's shallot pasta. Remember her from February 2020? Well, you'll never guess what I did last night in May of 2021. That's right. For the first time in my life, I made Alison Roman's shallot pasta. And guess what? Guess what? It lived what? right up to that hype. I loved it. I had it for leftovers today, and I have the second half of the shallot paste in a little jar in my fridge, and I cannot wait to have it either with eggs or with a chicken or with another um, thing of pasta. Uh, I have to say, I lo- I was about to say, I was about to say that it's, um that one of the nice things about it is that it's vegan, but no, it has 12 anchovies in it. But if you can eat fish... <laughs> Make Woo! Wow, that really brought me back. Damn, I kind of missed a year ago. I know. Um, Weird. Well, not exactly a year ago, but like a year and three months ago. Yeah, a year and three months ago. Things were so simple. Yeah. Um, Okay, Kiko, hit us with whatever you want. Hey, you idiots and everyone out there who's struggling with cystic acne. I just want to say... Shout out to spearmint tea. Some dermatologists say that if you drink two to three cups of spearmint tea a day for three months straight, you could be clearing up your skin with the same power as taking over-the-counter or prescribed medication. So if you want to have a remedy that is good for your body and also really easy to do, get on that spearmint tea craze because I have been guzzling it down baby i make myself a coffee and then i also make myself a spearmint tea i put it in the fridge and i have a chilled spearmint tea in the afternoon and that's not all i also want to give a shout out to imagine dragons you made your your new single follow you is so fun and i know some people really like stopped believing in you after you came out with origins in 2008 yes that album did not have a lot of hits like evolve in 2007 but we really love the new single and we're just happy that you're here and you're back so everyone out there hope your skin is good and keep listening keep rocking love is love Kiko, you are trying to sync our podcast shouting out to imagine dragons like it's now i'm like you are the joker like i thought you were absolutely i thought you were marianne williams in this whole time but you are the joker you are simply i mean talk about miley cyrus can't be tamed this is insane you went through all your eras in the span all of miley cyrus's eras in the span of this recording uh, yeah, I have, I'm, um, um, Roque. <laughs> oh, classic callback. Wow. Classic callback. Well, and with that, God, I thank you do so wish much for having me, boys. Forever. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for doing thank it. This was a lovely little convo. I needed it. Um, All right. Okay, um, bye.